0: Let's open our Bibles tonight and let's go to uh, the book of Luke. We're dealing with the subject about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is part two here, which I think I started Sunday and shared with you about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Did I do that? Did I start Sunday? Okay, so tonight is a continuation because we talked a little bit. I don't know what all we talked about Sunday, uh, uh, but let's just go to Luke chapter one. And let's look here uh, at Luke chapter 1, and let's start at verse 5. As we deal with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we <clears throat> are looking at two aspects of seeing the work of God at work. And uh, notice that the scripture said, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, the cause of Abba, and his wife was of the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both were righteous before God. Isn't that something? Walking in what? All of the commandments and ordinance of the Lord? How? Blameless. Can you see that? Notice it didn't say sinless. He said blameless. See, I could throw you if it if it said sinless, well, we something wrong with that. Because we know all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. So now it's none righteous. Okay? But they didn't quit. They didn't give up on the vision. Follow what I'm saying? The same about you and I. God not looking for us to be perfect. He's looking for us to have grit. To endure. To see the task through. Will you make mistakes along the way? Yes. But you can repent. Amen? And get back and stay in the race, okay? The purpose of your repentance is what? The purpose of your repentance is so that your conscience won't condemn you. See, your conscience will condemn you. See, God will still want to talk to you, but you won't be able to walk with him because your own conscience will will put you, will judge you as being guilty. Amen? So when you repent your conscience become pure again because Jesus already paid the price that your, that your conscience is redeemed from dead works. But you can't live in that aspect. You can't live in sin because sin doesn't is sin does, not going to hinder the power of God from moving in your life, but sin will hinder you from moving in the power of God. Did you understand what I just said? Why? Because God already dealt with sin in a manner that where Satan, the principalities, powers and rules of darkness, he sparred them, meaning uh, uh, he brought it to naught, meaning he, he stripped it of power to hurt. So if it's, any, if it's anything that's holding us back, it will be our own dead works, our own self-righteousness. Are y'all getting what I'm saying here? Okay. Next verse case. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they both were now well stricken in years. So they were well stricken in years. So what would we we consider as well stricken in years? So, you know. uh, Oh, so if they're well stricken in years. I don't know. It could be 60, 70, perhaps 80. Well stricken in years. In other words, they're not able at the age where they are, I don't think she's dead she's to, to bear forth a child. Okay? But let's look at this for a moment. Again, I never checked the age. Maybe that's something I should do. Look and see how old Zachariah was, how old Elizabeth was. Okay? What I studied didn't tell me how old they were, but I'm pretty sure somebody know. Amen? Watch this. And they had no child because, because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Next verse. And it came to pass that while, the, while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of God. To burn incense is a way of what? Of, of uh, making sure that he is clinging before he operate as a priest, his priestlyhood. In other words, he had to repent of what was wrong. He couldn't go in there without having a repentant heart, put it like that. Or An ordinance was performed, Okay. But our ordinance is not an outward thing. Our ordinance is what is from within. Can y'all see that? That's the difference. So the altar of incense was what? It was something that they offered up as a, a sweet-smelling sacrifice before Almighty God as a way that God did not. It's like God uh, honored or he, uh, what's the right word I want to say? Um, 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 is a word that I use that God honored the sacrifice that was made outwardly, but it did not remove sin, it covered it, if I could say that, okay? And this is what you have right here. And um, I mean, can you think about it? Every day, the altar, that repentance, that the Hebrews were repenting of their sins. The priest, can you imagine the priest? He's a bloody mess. The altar, it's a bloody mess. This is a continuous thing. It never stopped. In those days. Sacrifices was offered all the time. But Jesus entered in once for you and I. Amen? Glory. Why? Because the sacrifice of an animal would never be able to do what? To remove the sin consciousness from you and I. Okay? All it did, it covered it. Okay? Or the word I was searching for is forbear. The forbearance of God was with the offering of the type of sacrifice and offering that they would offer uh, through the lamb or ram and et cetera. Now, you can see that in Romans 3.25 and 3.26. The forbearance of God. In other words, God forbeared it because he knew that that was a type. It was a shadow. But when the real came along, which is Jesus himself, we no longer need those type of sacrifices. Amen? To uh, to take away sin. It didn't take away sin. It covered sin. Okay? What Jesus did for you and I, it took away sin. Now, The reason why I'm saying this is because you need to understand that where we're going right now in dealing with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he's dealing with you and I from an inward perspective rather than an outward one. And so let's go to the next verse, Casey. He said, there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord. Here we go. Standing on the right side of the altar of incense, and when Zechariah saw him, he was what? trouble, And fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, fear not. That's one thing about when something is of God and it may frighten you, it may take, cut you off balance. But one of the things, when it is of the Lord, he'll tell you, fear not. Now the enemy can't tell you that. He don't have, he don't have that in him. Amen. He's full of fear. He's the author of fear. Okay. And notice what he said. Zechariah, for your prayers is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shall call his name John. So what is the, what is the angel doing? This is the work of the Holy Spirit. He sent from God to Zechariah. And he's there to tell him, he said, fear not, Zachariah, for thy prayer is heard. In other words, they were praying. They wanted a child. But because they were well stricken in years, they may have postponed that belief. It ain't gonna happen. Huh? He may have postponed that belief. How many of, how, how often do we postpone a belief that God, something, a dream, a call that God has given to us? But because time is passing by, it appeared as it ain't gonna happen. I'm getting old, my wife old, and it just ain't gonna happen. Right? I ain't get one amen. <laughs> I mean I didn't get one amen. But, you know, and sometimes it may not be a life, but what does it be a dream? What is it, it? It's a vision. What is it? It's, a, it's a, a, a calling. Elizabeth was barren for a purpose. Her barrenness was for a purpose for a particular time. Your barrenness could be at a particular season, but, at and, you know, you're not Bear it to the place where life you're not enjoying life, it's just that the thing that God purposed in your life hasn't come to the forefront of what God originally ordained you or birthed you had you birth in that in the earth for. See, God doesn't live in time, God lives outside of time, so when it's time that God wants to use JW is what God's gonna do. The thing that He purposed for His life, He'll step into time and He'll give Him a dream, He'll give Him a vision, He'll speak to Him through the Word. There's something He would do to get His attention, to remind Him: this is for this purpose were you born. For this time in your life. Where you, uh, where you uh, you're t- this time and season in your life where you call. So I'm saying this to all of you. Don't think that uh, God has forgotten about you because he hadn't. Let me just plug this in. We think that if we're not seeing miracles every day, healings every day, you know. Uh, people being raised from the dead every day. We think something wrong. I mean just think about it. You don't go to the hospital that we shouldn't be in, but you don't go to the hospital every day, do you? Right? You go, you don't go see the dentist every day, huh? Or every month, right? Is that right? You don't go see your banker, you know, every month, right? Or whatever. But you enjoy enjoying life, right? Sure, yeah. But if I had need money, okay, I have a way to go get it, right? Yeah. If I had need new teeth, I have a way to go. Boy, I'll tell you what I've been seeing on TV, how they can put you some new teeth in your mouth <laughs> overnight. <laughs> 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 huh? It what? He oh, they hurt? What is oh, oh my. Well, anyway, I would just, I would just talk. So, but just think about it. It's a benefit that you have from a dentist, from a medical doctor, a health plan, whatever, but it doesn't mean you use it every day, right? You may not use it all the days of your life. But it's there. Is that, is that right? So that means you're living life on a higher octane of not in need of that assistant. I think we just fade off on Facebook. That not need of of, of assistance, right? But it doesn't mean something is wrong because you don't use the benefit. The benefit is just that in case something interrupts my flow. I'm going somewhere with this. The same thing about the Word of God. When you walk in divine health, you walk in divine wealth, you walk in divine relationship, everything about the walk that you have is based on the kingdom of God's way of doing and that which is right, then guess what? You can go long, long, long before if you ever have to tap into that. So the greatest manifestation of God's glory in the kingdom, it's not the healing, it's not the raising of the dead, It's not to cast out devils, but we have these benefits when it's needed. When a devil come about in someone, we can cast that devil out. So what is the greatest honor of glorifying God? It's allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you through the day, through the week, you know, with rest, with joy, enjoying life. That's that's the grand finale of the Holy Ghost. It's not, you know, the healing. Thank God for healing. But what's greater than healing? Health, right? If we teach you to exercise health, then guess what? We won't have many people getting healed. Because why? You know how to stay healthy. You know how when a sickness or a disease come up, you know how to fight it. Hmm? Same thing with finances, you know, we, sow, we, we, we aggressively sow the seed, not out of fear, but we do it because God's word declares it for us to do it. When we honor God with the, with the finances, then guess what? He said, it shall be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run up. That's not your responsibility. That's the power of the Holy Ghost that will lead you to do that. He is the one that will bring it back. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying here? I'm, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that we have to learn to rest in the finished work, not trying to work the righteousness. No, rest in the finished work. It's already done. So when God come to you and talk to you about what he's expecting of you, he's talking to you about something. I've already did it. I just need you to fulfill what it is I called you to. Yeah, you're going to have Resistance. That's why you got to have the plan from God, Aldous. So when the resistor shows up, when when that defeated foe shows up, this is why you have to understand your enemy. You got to know your enemy. You got to know his strategy. When you know his strategy against you, then you can walk as one says, No evil shall befall me. Why? Because you know the strategy of the enemy and you understand when Jesus when the word said that Jesus spar, principal, and we're just going to be a part of this ministry of the Holy Spirit but I'm just kind of leaking this out. The word spar means that Jesus, it wasn't like food that spar. It, it means he was stripped of everything that actually made him the devil. That put you and I in a place of fear. He was stripped. What do, you mean, what do you mean he was stripped? He was stripped to hold you in that self-righteous attitude. He was stripped of the power to hold to keep you angry. Hmm? He was stripped of that. But you and I being the subject have to choose whether or not I'm going to walk in obedience to the righteousness or the right standing that I have in Christ Jesus or will I make myself a subject back to bondage under the law of sin and death? It doesn't affect my right standing with God, but it will affect my relationship with people. Because I can't let go. I I refuse. It's not that I can't. I refuse to let go. I refuse to obey the word. See, that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. He's there to help you to walk in the word, to walk in the the spirit, to walk in the truth. Well, I can't let that go what they did to me. That helped hurt me. Uh Huh? Well, so what you going to do? Are you going to get back, you know, and get even again? Well, I'm going to show her. No, what you're doing, you're yielding yourself. You're yielding yourself to the law of sin and death, and you're giving the enemy an open door to do what? To get you to walk back in your tradition. To hold, you back, to hold you back in the place of your religion. See, when we live by faith, we say we're going to live by the word. I don't care what my feelings say. It'll change. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get in an argument with your wife or your husband. I ain't talking to him now. But after a while it's gonna pass. All right? You go there and say, I love you, Pookie Bear. Is that right? They can't hold see, say my wife like they can't hold that. They can't Pookie Bear, they can't resist that. <laughs> All right, okay. But I'm just showing you the better. The better work of the Spirit is you walking in peace. You walking in unity. So when you think, well, man, I ain't got nothing going on in my life, you know. You know, I, I get up, I go to work, and I do this and that. Well, was your day prosperous? Were you stressful? No. Were you at peace? I mean, did you just... what well, what? Well, Anything in your life you'll just try. got your work? No. Well, you're walking in peace. You're walking in the glory of God. You're walking like the believer supposed to walk. Because guess what? That's, that's true stress out here. That's true trouble out here. And it's easy to get into. Think about how the Holy Spirit is navigating each of us in this life knowing that the person you're standing next to or behind, in line, full of trouble. Filled with trouble, filled with fear. And you just standing there with your jolly little self. Huh? That's not by mistake. That's to show you light from darkness. And sometimes we don't realize how much we are walking in the light of God's truth, of God's love, until something happens. Every time Jesus was tempted by the devil, what did he say? It is what? Written. Jesus didn't keep his mouth closed. Jesus didn't have an identity crisis. He just let the devil know. And let's put this up for a moment. We'll come back to this. Uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 4. We'll just go to Matthew. No, just think of Luke. Luke chapter 4. And, and look here at verse 2. It said, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when, he, and when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. Right? Verse 2, 3, and the devil said to him, what did he do? He tried to catch him at his most vulnerable position. He was hungry, right? And that's that's what the enemy is always lurking with you and I. This is why you have to be full of the Holy Ghost all the time because the enemy is lurking, J.W., how he can get in, how he can mess up your day. And you're the one that has to be the one to say, ain't gonna happen. Devil, you a lie. Jesus stripped you of this power to harm me. I'm not taking this bait today. That's how the righteous speak. You may not hear. It. This much in churches around, but I'm telling you, this is the authority of the believer and if we don't learn to take the authority that we have and stop, stop siding with the crisis, stop siding with the issue, stop trying to justify the wrong or whatever it is and know that the finished works of Christ has undone the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8 said, Jesus said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Let's put that up for a moment. We'll come right back to this because I don't want to stick with this. For the First John 3, 8 and put it in the uh, uh, classic amplifier, and let's look at the second half of that verse, 1 John 3, 8. Notice this. For the devil, well, notice this. The reason the Son of God was what? what, 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 what was what? Was made what? Come on, talk to me, Claire. He was made what? Manifest. manifest. Mean visible. Hmm? The same thing about you and I. You and I are manifestors. Made visible. Hmm? Look. The reason the Son of God was, was manifest, visible, was to do an Undo. Hmm? What? What's to undo? And that's what you're on the earth for, those who don't know. You are here to, un- to tell them the works of the devil is undone in your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Can you see the work of the Holy Spirit? You and I are walking around like little light bulbs. Lit up. Amen. And people are drawn to that light that's, that's radiate from you and I. Now, look, he said, for this reason the Son of God was manifest. Well, we sons of God too. We're manifesting too. Notice this. We are recipients of the power of that Jesus was raised from the dead, we are the recipient to show that Satan has been stripped of his hold to hold me in my past. And we are living testimonies to show forth and he can't do nothing about it. Boy, I wish I had me a bat with her, Huh? Oh yeah, we're knocking out the park, huh? All the way. Sister so, so Sharon, them they used to have a little softball team, but they ain't. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the reason the Son of God was manifest was what? <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. The reason the Son of God was manifest was what? To, 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 to what? To make manifest visible was to undo, destroy, loosen. Because that's one of the words, that's one of the Greek words for the word destroy, the word loosen. It's the same word that was used When John the Baptist, when he said, there's one coming after me that's mightier than I, that I am not worthy to unlatch or unloose his shoe I mean, uh, you know, his shoe latch. That's the same word. That's what Jesus did. He destroyed, he loosened, he dissolved the works the devil had done. That was his purpose. Now that The works of the devil have been undone. It's up to you and I to walk it out. I mean, Jesus can't do it. He got a glorified body. So it's the Holy Spirit that is at work in us, the same Holy Spirit that was at work in Jesus to do what he did. Jesus didn't do this in his own power. He was God but yet he was human. He was man. His humanity needed some supernatural, like you and I. Our humanity needs the super on our natural. Hmm. Okay. Go back to. What is that? Look for. Four two. So we see that he was being tempted by the devil for 40 days and in those days he ate nothing and when they ended afterwards he was hungry, next verse and the devil said unto him you got to be prepared saints the devil going to talk to you even though he's defeated he's still going to talk to you oldest. Yeah I know you went over there to that little Bible study night, and you let that little preacher jack you up But but you know the real deal. You you know (laughs) that parrot told that man. You know (laughs) that man told. I told you by talking to my customer. That parrot was on that on top of that mountain. He told that man, you the ugliest man. I ever said, you look like 10 miles of tore up road. And that man was fuming. And that man told that, told that parrot by talking to them customers that walk in that door. Took that parrot down. He beat that parrot till the feather was flying. <laughs> he put that feather, put that parrot back up there and that man walked that. The man was walking out of that kind of... And that parrot looked at him. You know. I ain't got to tell you no more but you know you're ugly (laughs) well you got to know that the enemy is defeated you got to know that because he going to come talk to you he going to still talk trash no matter what he's a defeated foe but he wants to see Will you and I be in agreement with your Redeemer? Or will you still take sides with your feeling? Well, my feelings will hurt. They hurt my feeling. Everything's about your feeling. Everything's about my truth, your truth. It's only one truth. Jesus is the truth, right? Okay. So the devil said to him, if thou be the son of God, do what? Command that this stone be made bread. So what was he, he? was He was plain to his weakness. Let me tell you something, Saint. It don't make a difference. How much time you spend in prayer? How many days you fasted? I'm telling you, when you come out of that prayer, he's going to be right there waiting on you. It And it's, it's, it's what... It's what, and he's going to always, he's going to always go to your weakness. Whatever your weakness is, he's going to always apply to that. But you and I have to be the one to speak the words of Christ. You see what Jesus said? Next verse, uh, Casey. Jesus answered him saying, it is written. That man should not do what? Live by bread alone, but by what? So when you say it is written, that means it's already written in the words. Anybody know where it was written? Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. He couldn't, Jesus, he spoke the same word. Okay? Next verse, Casey. And the devil taken him up in a high mountain and showed him all the mountains, I mean all the kingdoms of the world, and in a moment of time. I mean, think about it. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomever I will, I give it. Up to that time, he did have it because Adam gave it to him. But when Jesus' spirit went to the prison uh, that was held captive, Jesus stripped him, disarmed him. And took back everything that was rightfully yours and I. Okay? Next verse case. And if therefore you will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt what? Worship the Lord thy God and whom? And him only shall thy what? Sir, So you see, what Jesus did, every time the devil came against his mind, Otis, what did he do? He said it was written. He spoke the word. So when the enemy come to your thoughts, come to your mind, and try to speak something that you know that's outside of the love of God, you have to make a decision, and you should make the right decision and say, no, Satan, I see you. Get thee behind me. You speak what the word says. See, our humility is not based on anything that we could do outwardly. Our humility is based on the holiness of what we receive through the new birth. Holiness just simply means I'm going to behave like God in this situation. Holiness right here, I'm going to behave like Jesus did. Jesus told, say, get thee behind me for it is written, you shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. Next verse. And he brought him up to Jerusalem. See, the devil didn't stop. But he kept going. Why? Because Jesus kept mauling his head, kept him under his feet. Saints, when you are tempted or tried by the works of darkness, he'll keep doing it, but he won't keep saying the same thing. He'll go from one thing to another thing, to another thing until it's all ended because your response was the same every time Hmm? and he said unto him if thou be the son of God cast thyself down from hence for it is written he should give his angel charge over thee to do what to keep thee well God gave us angels right but he didn't give us angels to be tempted, right? See, was the Satan cook? Uh, he said, and in their hand, they should bear thee up, uh, lest at any time you dash your foot against the stone. What was he doing? He was tempting. When someone can quote part truth, you got to be mindful of that. You say, when you don't have a full understanding of something, if I don't, I say, I need to look that up. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm going to look that up. Huh? Why? Because that's your saving grace. But he quoted the word. How do you know? Did you know that was quoted wrong? And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou should not tempt the Lord thy God. Next verse. And when the devil had Ended all the temptation, he departed for him for how long? Forever? A for a season. So that means he's going to keep coming back. Is that right? Okay, we got a couple more time. Keep going, Casey. Watch this. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Notice it. He returned in the power. Hmm? And there went out a fame of him throughout all the regions round about. Next verse. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified of all. Well, we think about what he was, being, he was teaching. He was teaching on the kingdom of God. Next verse. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And the custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood for the read. Up, I mean, stood up for, yeah, for to read. Next verse. And there was delivered unto him the book of of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. That means he found himself. Remember, he just got full of the Holy Ghost and he's coming out of the wilderness being led by the Spirit of God. Now he's walking in the fullness of the Spirit. In other words, what was upon him... The the Holy Spirit came upon him in the shape of a dove. It was tested to see is it proven. He proved that what he had was not for himself, but for you and I. The power of the Holy Spirit is here for you and I to do what? To apply God's laws, the promise, okay? Jesus was the first one to put it in practice. Notice this, next verse. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This was the scripture I was called, one of the scriptures I was called into the ministry with. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovering of sight to the blind, And to set at liberty them that are bruised. Next verse. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he took the seat where the Messiah, where they was waiting for the Messiah to come. When he got through quoting this, he took that seat. And they wanted to kill him. Yeah, because how could this be the Messiah? He closed the book. He gave it again to the minister and he sat down. And the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were what? Fastened on him. Because he, t- he sit in a seat that they were not ready for. They did not know this was the Messiah. They were looking for something of some glamour. You know, he had perfect hair, perfect teeth. His eyes shine. You know what I'm saying? He had, he's supposed to have a golden bracelet upon his own. You follow what I'm saying? He's supposed to come in, I don't know how you say it, shining. But he came in <clears throat> that no one expected this would be the Messiah. But we saw the works of the Holy Spirit at work in him. This is what I'm saying to you and I. The work of the Holy Spirit is is in us what? His job is to present to us the work of God, the plan of God. My question to you tonight, will you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you? And when you walk every day, and you know you come, you get up, and you come back from work or whatnot, and all is well, and whatever little hiccup you had, that you were able to put the word of God on it, stand on the truth of God's word, and you watch it leave like like the wind took you know take leaves away and etc. That, that's that's power. That means you're winning. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Did y'all learn anything tonight?